and welcome to episode 12, season 2, episode 12 of Reviews from the Crawl Space. I'm Douglas. As Hi, always. Vicky. That's Vicky. And to find, first of all, you found us, so good, good work, good job. <laughs> good job, sport. And uh, outside of that, you could find us, we have a bunch of different ways, on Twitter, at RFTCS1, on Instagram as Reviews from the Crawl Space, as like one block. Here, but you can also find on uh, the first season of a show, we have a playlist we recreated from listening and curating 600 vinyls. And we created a playlist on Spotify. It's just called RFTCS Radio. And you can find it there. And it's a, a lot of classic rock. I would say cl it's cl mostly, mostly just classic rock, classic rock uh, yeah. 60s to 80s. Um, pretty good. So there's some deep cuts, some, you know, go check it out. It's a really good playlist that we, we listen to quite often. Lots uh, and lots of like hours of music there. Definitely hours, probably weeks worth yeah. of music. So, yeah. so check out those things. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, one thing I'll say off the top is that this will probably be the last one for a couple of weeks as it's summertime and summery things are going on. And yeah, we, we have things we want to do. Yeah, so, so we're going to just, this will be the last one for a couple, like I said, a couple of weeks and then we'll be back at it because there'll be lots of great stuff to talk about. I know that. Whenever we decide to come back there in, in a couple of weeks, that uh, right off the top, Mission Impossible will probably be out. Probably talking about that, and we'll be gearing up for. I'd say more like a few weeks. Yeah, so we'll be gearing up for uh, you know late summer, fall. We've got some good, lots of things we could talk about there, and of course, it's getting into fall. We're getting closer to October, and there's always tons of movies that we could talk about there. Yes, your darling Shocktober. Yeah, I love I love this just the season in general. It's it's a whole month of nothing but horror flicks. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> life is life is a whole month of horror flicks. It never ends. <laughs> embrace, embrace it, baby. Embrace the chaos. Okay, so oh, uh, I always do. So uh, with that, with that being said, with our, our we're gonna kind of leave you with a couple of summary things to go to go check out for the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, so where do you, where do you uh, want to start? What do you got? Um, let's talk about the stuff that's on now and coming soon. Okay, so like the, the MISC stuff, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you lead that way, because you kind of wrote down most stuff I was going to do anyway, so. Yeah, so we just wanted to give you a heads up that what we do in the shadows has started a new season. Yeah, uh, the fifth start, just started the fifth season. Uh, the show on Apple TV called Foundation just started a the new season. Foundation, it's uh, based, I'm pretty sure we talked about it before, based on, um... What's his face's books? Isaac Asimov's books. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good series. I would say that it's my favorite sci-fi thing. Right now. Since well, definitely right now, but definitely since The Expanse. Right. It's on that fucking level of good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the best things out there right now. Uh, the Witcher from Netflix. Yeah. Are you looking for your uh, season three? Looking for your fantasy stuff. Yeah, season yeah, three just yeah. dropping. Yeah. Last and of season course, with. He, he uh, doesn't like watching. Uh, yeah, it's his last, last season with uh, Superman. Yeah. Yeah, he won't be back after this. That's a shame. Or, that's the only reason I watch it. Or maybe. There was, there was talk because there was a big hoopla about him leaving, but I think that's kind of all changed around because they canceled the Superman movies. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I don't know if he's going to take off or he just had enough of their bullshit or I what. I can't but... think of the actor's name right now. Oh, God damn it. And he does the, the arm pump thing in Mission Impossible. What's his name? Why can't we? We're just talking about him. I know. I follow him. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, God. Anyways. Yeah. 
Anyways, and <laughs> Apple TV, uh, the new series or season two of The After Party just started. Yes, also on as there. well. So all of that stuff is going on right now. If you want to go catch up with that. Yeah, and we did talk about the After Party before, but just to mention it again, uh, m- murder mystery kind of thing. You know, comedy. Uh, yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, almost like, yeah, comedy. Yeah, it's not more like serious stuff. It's yeah. just like it's silly, kind of like um, what's that show that we like watching? Only murders in the building. It's yeah. it's like it's like that. It's yeah. it's not a podcast, what they do, but it's it's like that. Yeah. Um. So if you don't know what any of those shows are, please check them out and go. Please. Like, we, what we do in the shadows is what season five. Season five. Yep. Uh, Foundation season two, Witcher season three, After Party season two. So. You can. There's a little bit of viewing, and given the actor strike and the writer strike, who knows when we're Ooh. going to see new TV stuff? So yeah, that gives you some bingeable things so to the, look forward to. There you go. That's what our service is to the to the greater public. Is well, there's nothing new being created out there, and, and arguably we'll there hasn't. Stuff. We're going to find the good shit for you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to weed through and, and give you the good stuff. Okay. So and then we've got some coming soon stuff too that we're kind of excited about. Uh, Justified. There's going to yes. be a new season of that. My God, it's been forever. It's been years since the last season. Yeah, and I love that show. And yeah. another another show that if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, Justified. Um, Timothy. Tim- Timothy Oliphant. But he. Uh, it's kind of funny because it's more to me. It's almost like um, not say like a sequel, but it's a, as a character. It's almost like a direct spinoff or offshoot of what he did in uh, <laughs> say Deadpool, not Deadpool. Deadwood, because he played he, he played Is Sheriff really Bullock. The name of it, Deadwood. Yeah, yeah, he played okay. Sheriff Bullock, and yeah. it's just really it's kind of a, a version of that. He's still a, a sheriff. He's a marshal in this oh, he's one. He's a marshal in this but one. But it's yeah. it's yeah, it carries over quite well, and it's it's probably one of his best things he's done. So, and that's streaming on uh, FX. Yeah. And in a series. Oh, sorry, it's on um, the Justified is on Prime. All the seasons are on Prime right now, except for the new one. Oh, okay, yeah. so there you go. Some yeah. things to binge. Yeah. Uh, Futurama season eleven. Oh, I'm so excited about God, it's been so this. long. I yeah. love that show so I'm just, much. I'm nervous about this one. Yeah. Uh, July twenty fourth, it starts. Okay, pretty pretty quick. Yeah. Right on. Hulu. Um, as well. and I'm pretty sure Hulu or here in Canada, all the Hulu stuff is Disney Plus. So Disney Plus, all, I think all the past episodes and seasons are Futurama are there. Oh. Yeah. I love that show so much. It's so cool. We have a lot of it on DVD, though, don't all, we? Uh, all of it. Yeah. All of it except the, the new, their, their newest well, the, before this, the season before And the specials this. and stuff that yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, another show called Reservation Dogs. If you haven't seen that one, another really good series. Funny. Uh, this is going into season three. It starts on August 2nd. It's also on FX. Yeah, uh, quickly, just takes place on uh, Res in... Um, Oh shit! I want to say like North Dakota or something, but just it's bleak, and it's just funny. It just follows this group of kids and yeah. life on the res and all the interactions, and they're wanting to get off the res and go do something else with life. It's it's funny. It's you know, Tico touching. Tico had something to do with it. He He's... was the one who did the original yeah. episodes. I think who got yeah. it off the ground and then kind of gone with it there, or at, least, at the very least, he produces it. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I think actually the second season it really hits yeah, into its stride. Yeah, totally. It's a fantastic episode. Yeah. It. Yeah. So Reservation Dogs, August 2nd, FX. Uh, Only Murders in the Building. I was so happy to see that this is coming again. August 8th on Hulu. What season is this, three? This is three. We enjoyed the first two so much. It's so funny. And Martin Short is so good. And Steve Martin, Martin Short. What a combination. Yeah. and uh, Selena Gomez. Who would have thought, yeah. Is that that her name? Selena Gomez? Yeah. 
Yeah. Pretty sure. It's so weird that, uh, that yeah, that she's actually really yeah, good in yeah, this role. Yeah, she started as, as a singer. Yeah, as a, yeah she was just a yeah, pop star. Jason Bieber's squeeze. <laughs> Jason Bieber. That's Justin like, Bieber. That's like some dollar store knockoff. <laughs> Here's Jason Bieber's. <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> and another one that we've enjoyed called Solar Opposites. It's an animated series. Oh, shit, series. that's coming back. It's the creators of Rick and Morty? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Or at least it might be, it might be just creators from Justin Roiland. But <laughs> which, as a, it's great that there's another season of this. Wasn't he cleared of all those charges? He was cleared, but he's a little, a little toxic after all yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, and I think this again, this might have been Netflix. But then again, it sh I think it also showed up on Disney Plus, which Hulu. is Hulu here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it starts August 14th. Oh, okay. So there are some things that are out now that you can watch and stuff that's coming pretty quick. Actually, um, oh my God, I wish I'd have written these down because we just started watching them. There's two shows we just started watching last night on Prime, and I can't remember <laughs> the name oh, the of ones... either of them. <laughs> oh, no, me neither. So anyways, well, maybe we'll have to drop that in some episodes. I was so focused on writing stuff for, uh, for Asteroid City, and I wasn't thinking about it. But Yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about stuff that we've been recently watching. It's just stuff that we've one, one was been from the director. ensconced with the yeah. you know, coming with new seasons. I want to say, I think the, 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 one of the shows is direct from the director, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins, yeah. Or, does Bootsy Collins. Is Bootsy Collins? Yeah. Okay, great. Wow, I love that name. That's great. I wish I'm going to change my name to something like that. Anyways. No, you can go look at your phone, but start I start calling you Bootsy. Call me Bootsy, yeah. And from now on, it's the show with Bootsy and Vicky. Vicky and Bootsy. Reviews <laughs> of the Curl Space with Bootsy and Vicky. The Bootsy, the Bootsmeister. <laughs> it's by, it's on Amazon Prime. It's by the same guy. It sort of bothered you. It's got that same bonkers, weird humor and energy that I really, really fucking enjoy. Uh, check that out. It's about the kid is. For whatever reason, he's like 15 feet tall or something. He's he's bigger than all the other kids, and he's trying to what's Boots Riley. Boots Riley. See, Boosie. I didn't think it was. Boots... I was when I was picking up the takeout yesterday. That's hilarious. I didn't um, think it was Boosie when Collins. When I was sitting outside, they had the radio playing Bootsy Collins Funkadelic. Oh music. yeah, Bootsy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's why I had it so stuck in my head. So it's, it's what it's, is it? It's Bo Boots, Boots Riley. Riley. Okay. Yeah. God damn, yeah. He almost got me with the Bootsy Collins. That didn't make any sense to me, and my brain's like, no. No, he does music, Funkadelic music. Yeah, well, we all know Bootsy. We all know Bootsy, baby. Oh, he did Black Black Clansman as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, he might have. Yeah. Anyways, continuing on to stuff, other stuff that we have. Yeah. I'm not stepping on your phone there. So, okay, since you got nothing else to add there, and I, I since I brought up two shows that I can't remember the name of, <laughs> let's 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 yeah, move on. Yeah, we're so good at that. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's right there. They're both good, uh, good shows. Mark Marin is in the other one briefly as the landlord. Anyways, <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to the movies now. Okay, okay. So first up. So today we're going to talk about a movie called Asteroid City. Yeah, Asteroid City. Brand new, 2023. It just mm -hmm. came out July 11th. Woo! Uh, and the second one we're going to talk about today is called Heavy Trip uh, from 2018. It's a movie that we've watched several several a dozen, times a dozen times at and least. we both love it and yeah it's on it's one of those ones that gets played probably once or twice a year easy oh more than that yeah but yeah it's, a, it's an easy one to fall back on yeah totally okay okay so let's get going on let's get cracking on asteroid city newest wes anderson caper you got a trailer i do have a trailer yeah all right okay here we go
up there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City. <laughs> Farm Route 6, mile 75. Last train! To stargazers and space cadets. Each year, we celebrate Asteroid Day. Commemorating September 23rd, 3007 B.C., when the arid plains meteorite made Earth in that. Very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel who gets amnesia and makes you. pediatrician go very often. Actually, maybe my favorite character I've ever I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. <laughs> what else pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did you how did look like we're doomed? Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumpy jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you mine? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven, which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I've learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Who doesn't want to see Scarlett Johansson nude? <laughs> yeah, that's why his that's why his funny his reaction is so funny because that'd be exactly it. Did, wait, didn't I say yes? Do I seem too poorly? Yeah, exactly. It. Okay, uh, Asteroid City. 2023 PG rated PG one hour and 54 minutes it's rated as a comedy drama romance PG-13 okay okay God, just I, I know sorry it's such a it's such a meaningless like fucking rating I hate that we haven't even gone into that that's the one that we talk about lots of things I'd love to do an episode on how much I hate PG-13 <laughs> it's a bullshit rating this is a like a virtual who's who of I mean this is a Wes Anderson movie, so... Yeah, Wes Anderson, uh, right away, if you don't it's know... Got its, he's got his cast of familiars that he, he... Yes, and that's he's had a pretty solid cast of familiars for a long time that he's gone back and used over and over and over, yeah. which I love because they're all, they're all in on it, they get it. Yeah, yeah. They're amazing actors. So we've got Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Maya Hawke, Tilda Swinton, Liev Schreiber, Mary or Margot Robbie, Matt Dillon, Steve Carell, Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, and that's just the recognizable. Yeah, that's names. just the, the surface scrapes right there. Yes, for sure. So the summary is following a writer on his world famous fictional play about grieving a grieving father who travels with his tech obsessed family to a small rural asteroid city 
to compete in a junior stargazing event, only to have his worldview disrupted forever. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good way of putting it, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I should do my stuff as well. Uh, oh, no. Not yet. Not yet? Nope. No? Okay. You're still going? Yeah. Still going. Director's Wes Anderson. He's <laughs> right, got yes. 19 directing credits to his name. 2018's Isle of Dogs. Uh, 2014's The Grand Budapest Hotel. 2012's Moonrise Kingdom. 20, mm-hmm. 2004. And one of our favorite Wes Anderson movies, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Probably, probably our actually our actual favorite, and most of these that we we actually own a bunch of these, and they're uh, mostly Criterion discs. But uh, yeah, Life Aquatic, which is hilarious because up until this movie was the lowest rated one, one of the arguably the lowest rated one other than his first one. Well, Steve and, Zissou. Yeah, yeah. And Bottle Rocket was his first one. It was his very first one, and that's the lowest yeah. rated one. Yeah, yeah. Oh was, wow. And Steve Zissou, not only is it one of the lowest rated one until this one came out, but it was also the most divisive again uh, amongst the fans. There's some fans of his that fucking hate it. Huh. I, I, we love that movie. There's yeah. so much to love about the design of that movie. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. We listen to that soundtrack still all the time. Yeah. God. And Isle of Dogs, we actually saw that one in the theater. I love that, yeah. We've seen a couple of them. We've seen yeah, a lot of them in the theater. I was going to say a lot of them in theater, We yeah. are both very big Wes Anderson fans. Yeah. Uh, we love his style, his color palettes, his... I say the way, yeah, and the dialogue, the characters yeah. stuff. Yeah, the way it flows. And um, if we're going to, yeah, if we're going to do that, then we'll get into it because I kind of think this movie lacks some of those things. But And I didn't. Oh. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. But we'll talk about yeah, we'll that talk more about later. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, writers, nineteen writing credits. Uh, oh, he was one of the. He was writers one of the writers. Well. Came yeah. In there, yeah, I didn't write his name above it. So Wes Anderson was also one of the writers on this movie, uh, with nineteen writing credits. His movies. Yeah, his movies. Yeah. Some short short films and some videos. <laughs> um, and also, I didn't know this. He is a co- a writer friend, Roman Coppola, who is son of Ford Francis Coppola, mm-hmm. and sister of Sofia Coppola. Uh, he has twelve writing credits to his name. Isle of Dogs, The Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, and The French Dispatch. Hmm. Uh, filming locations, Madrid, Spain, and Arizona. Isle of Dogs, probably my second favorite. Yeah, best. I like that one a lot, too. Yeah. We haven't seen that one in a while. It's been a, while, a long while, yeah. A four, that, needs to be, that needs to be a 4K purchase, just because of the way the stop motion is. But the... all of my, like, all of his movies, um, you know, I'm sure I'd have to sit down and watch them all again, too. To rate them in my preferred. yeah because yeah, I don't think we but I like every single one of them yeah we have to go through and actually it's funny because I just recorded uh, on the on the PVR I just recorded Royal Tenenbaums because we haven't seen that nope, in probably like ages. fucking decade and a half yeah so or maybe not decade and a half but it's been a long time it's been so a long yeah time, kind yeah. of what you were saying I said yeah maybe we should go through just start at the beginning and just watch them the whole, the whole collection so yeah why not if we sit down and and shovel the fucking crap that is the Fast and Furious series down, down our throats. We can, we can handle a series of Wes Anderson movies. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we like Wes Anderson in a different way than we like the Fast and Furious Yeah, I, one is pure garbage, and that's why we're watching it. And the other one is the opposite of pure. It's thoughtful and fucking meticulous. and. It's Fast Cars. It's fast, yeah, fast, fast Cars and Explosions. <laughs> Bad movie scripts. Oh, just the worst. Oh, so that's it for me. Uh, it's yes, yeah, so like you said, Asteroid City. Um, if for for streaming, it's available digitally. Like you said it came out. It's been out for about a week now, or part of a week now. Um, yeah, I think it was in theaters for two weeks. Two and weeks, then it, and then straight yeah, to yeah, because that's what most movies are going to do nowadays. Just yeah. just deal with the people. Theaters are ending. 
the way we knew them. Um, I'm happy about that. Me too, because they don't really serve the purpose that they need me to now. I wish people would stop looking at movies on their fucking phones, but (laughs) the nice middle ground is is where I'm at. Get a decent TV. Yes, a a decent sound system. They're not expensive anymore. No. uh, And you'll thank me. Uh, So there's streaming, so video on demand, whatever. Um, The ratings. Internet Movie Database, 6.9. Rotten Tomatoes. 73% 73% and it gets a 62% user score. Metacritic 74 and a user score of 6.9, which most of those I would have kind of yeah, 6.9 7 is kind of where I'm at with this movie too. Yeah, so that kind of for me that makes sense. Yeah, I'd like to see them a little bit higher, but I mean that's just me. Um music by Alex Desblot. Ooh, American composer, composer conductor with 204 credits. Wow. Yeah, two Oscar wins. He got a achievement or a best achievement in music, best achievement in music written form for motion pictures or otherwise known as best original score. Uh. <laughs> that's what that's what the actual best original score he got it for The Shape of Water. Again, and also another one. Yeah, we talked about him last week, did we not? Was it him that we talked about? You're right. There was somebody from the shape. If not last week, like recent, the very last, recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last few episodes. And uh, he got an, uh, an Oscar for the Grand Budapest Hotel. Hmm. Uh, his other his other credits: uh, 2010's A King's Speech, which I don't think we've ever seen. A 2014's no. a 2014's The Monuments Men, which we have seen, and which was we, like, man. Yeah, it is meh. It's a, it's a great idea story, but it didn't. Yeah, it totally. Yeah. Uh, cinematography by Robert Yeoman. Yeoman. American DP with 62 credits, best known for 2014's Grand Budapest Hotel, 2011's Bridemaids, 2016's uh, Everybody Hates Ghostbusters, 2015's Spy, and 1999's Dogma, which I didn't realize. That's, hmm. a, that's one we should cover on this show. Oh, yeah, get some, some Dogma. Kevin Smith. Yeah, get some Dogma going. Yeah, we both love him too. Yeah. So yeah, so that he's got lots of stuff that we're familiar with there, and uh, it seems like he's like he kind of works between Paul Feig and Wes Anderson, he's seen a lot of his stuff kind of alternate between those two things. So, um, so yeah, I, it's just, okay, so we're going to get Wow, to, he keeps good company. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. To, that's when I see some of these DPs or some of the editors and stuff, they just kind of have, like, teams. Like, you have writing teams or whatever. There's certain ones that work, and I, it, I just, yeah, this is one of those ones that works with certain people. It's just they, they have the idea, the vision, they understand it. And yeah, and, and Wes translates. Anderson's style is just so specific that I would imagine... He needs somebody who kind of understands. It is so specific, but it's so different for each film. It's so specific, and it's but so different. different. But the same. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because like this one looks so fucking, like you said, different but the same. It's always yeah. those like surreal kind of colors and stuff. And everything's perfectly framed. There, yes, fra- I was yeah, yeah. Framing is fucking crazy. And I, like I was gonna say, with the colors in this, is like obviously one of the many things I really do enjoy about the movie and love about the movie is is the color scheme. Because it's a it's it's a retro futuristic nineteen fifties like post World War Two era. Yeah. Every frame looks like a motherfucking painting. Like, and it's even just not even just like the frame, the, the the frame of the TV and stuff. But usually in almost all the shots, he's got it framed within the frame. So yeah. it like literally looks like a fucking painting. Yeah. Every time, every like every shot, no matter how they are, and and it's always symmetrical too, which is like the one thing I love is just the imagery is always just like square. Well, and there all there isn't always a lot of movement in the actors either. No, 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 not at like all. They're, no, they're, they're kind of stationary. It's almost like a static image. Yeah. Just like that's what I mean. Even 
even and they that, deliver their lines. Kind of like that conversation uh, Johansson was having with with Jason Schwartzman or whatever. It was just like when they're having that conversation, like you said, they're barely moving. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like a static image, but with dialogue over it. Essentially, yeah. it just cuts back and forth. Yeah, they're just framed in the bathroom in the windows in the of window. their bathrooms yeah. of their little so, hotel yeah, rooms. There's so many shots, and even like outside, like the color palette is kind of like the like I said, the very fifties kind of lots of peaches. Lots of that cyan, that blues, the skies, and like whites, and very light and uh, pastel. I guess I'm looking for very, very pastel. pastel. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible looking. Yeah, his and his they're very usually very bi- vibrant. Vibrant, yes. Colors. And, um, the, and the other thing too, I like too. Uh, can you have vibrant and muted at the same time? Like that seems like a contradiction, but. It kind of is that way. But that's pastels for you, though. Yeah, I suppose. Pastels, because they're not, they're not vibrant in the sense of, like, neon, but they're still, you know, saturated colors. Like, they, yeah, no, I, it still kind of works. And one of the things, like, small touches, like uh, the opening shot with the trains and stuff like that, that's, like, it's all miniature. Yeah. They just they built a miniature set and just let the train go through. It's, it looks great. There's no need for CG and, and really any of this shit. Well, and it's funny because when I was go- going to look for um, filming locations, I thought for sure it was just going to be a soundstage somewhere. No, it was outside. And it was not. No. So quite surprised by that. But that's one thing because like this whole whole movie, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of kind of all over the place here. So the whole movie is set up and staged. It's it's a stage production. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, you yes. can say that, you could literally say that about any fucking Wes Anderson movie, yeah. Life Aquatic, yeah. Royal Antenna Bombs, it's a stage production. And you just have different little stages. Like, so that's very much what this is. And every once in a while, so you have that meta layer where Brian Cranston introduces you, but oh, we're going to watch this play. But then it slides into the movie, and that's the play. And then they, every, every once in a while, they'll cut back out. Yeah. To like to deal with things. To do, deal with yeah, real yeah. like the real world things yeah. and like the play that's going on in, in it's just fucking I love that. I love that aspect of it. I really do. And like I said, all the ingredients are there for a great Wes Anderson film, but but for me it's just it's missing it's missing the energy. It's missing uh, it's just missing something that pushes it along to to be better. Like Grand Budapest Grand Budapest is a great example. I mean, it's one of his I think it's it's highest rated by a long shot. But it has such a fucking kinetic energy to it that it's moving. And this is what we were just talking about. It's kind of the opposite with this one, where this is a supposed card. This is stationary. It it's is. sitting. But at the same time, it takes place in the desert where it's hot and people well, are they're in a tiny, they're, well, they're in a tiny town that's quarantined. Yeah. 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 So it, it does have, the lack of energy does have a place in this movie as far as I'm concerned. Well, you're just relying on the, um, the actors to, to like, the dialogue and I think a couple of times it really it dips a little too much yeah for what they want I mean yeah I'm with you on that like how you're not gonna have any and not that the other ones have great action set pieces or anything like this but like you said this is very very small localized yeah everything I mean even it's a laid-back film yeah I agree with that it is yeah. and even the way the state like even the way the set design is it's like it's clearly you're just like in this tiny little made up town yeah and it's got you can you can tell that it's got like the fake backdrop and stuff it doesn't look it looks all looks great but you can tell it's like that kind of right like 30s style 40s style movie making almost um so yeah i like i said i for me and like i said on the flip side of this not only do we love love wes anderson but my our favorite movie is also the most argued problematic one of of, of his entire run so yeah totally yeah 
And to me, it's kind of dipped. We had the French Dispatch into this one, and I think this one's actually at least slightly related to it because didn't one of them work for the French Dispatch or something like that? Like it was, I thought there was. A I don't sm- remember seeing. I thought there was a small connection, connection but... to it, but um, but yeah, there's kind of it's kind of fallen off a little bit since then. See, and I think I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed French Dispatch. Oh. Huh. A lot more. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I probably. Actually, wouldn't necessarily disagree with you on that one. Um, yes, because there's more. That's funny that you say that because there probably is more things I like about this than the French Dispatch. So I never even thought about that. So that's good. Good to think about that one. Um, we talked about the incredible color palette. Like the, the whole thing is retro. So it's like uh, once again to to mention. I got to mention Fallout again here, like a video game Fallout mm-hmm. because. This is the world that would probably exist before in, in the video game. This is the world that was exist before the bombs drop. Yeah, agreed. The retro futuristic. They have like these weird kind of like high tech things going on. Yeah, that are still robots old. and yeah. the whole nine yards. And um, the songs, the soundtrack was the other thing. There's a couple of songs off that fucking soundtrack that are also from the soundtrack of from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. So it's just like right away we're listening to like, oh shit, I know this song. <laughs> There's a couple of them, and I think there's two or three of them that are just like, ah, I know this one because of Fallout. And it's like my least, fav- my least favorite music in like the fucking history of the planet. So, but uh, that's how it works. I- liking things ironically. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, how about you? What do you, what do you got going with this well, thing? Because like you said, you had really kind of, you were really digging it a lot more than I was. And I thought I hated it. I still think it's a good movie, but... One of the things that I have to mention is uh, Jason Schwartzman yeah. plays a character called Augie Steenbeck. Augie Steenbeck, yes. And yeah. he's got four kids. And I have to mention these kids because they're absolutely adorable. And I love the contribution that they make to this movie. Oh, that's funny. Jake Ryan as Woodrow is his son. Mm-hmm. And then there's four sisters. Or three sisters. Three, three sisters, yes. That play um, Andromeda, Pandora, and Cassiopeia. And it's Ella, Gracie, and Willem Ferris. And the two smallest ones are so adorable. You can tell that they're twins. Yeah. I didn't realize that the older sister was a sister to them as well. But I I did find that out when I was doing the research. But they're they're so good in this movie. Well, it's kind of, I think I have written it down. Yeah, right here. Uh, I I said that. I kind of wish there was a bit more of the Tom Hanks grandpa character and his grandkids. Yeah. Because it was just kind of, like you said, to play off of it because he's trying to be like the, the hard ass. But it's like, like even the trailer, he had the line. He's like, oh, you got to come get the grandkids while I'm here with so-and-so. And he's like, I'm not the chauffeur. Where are you? Come get it's yeah. like, and I just like, my I, my dad's had the same conversation with my brother and his kid and his grand. I'm not the chauffeur. Where are you? I'll come get you. <laughs> so so it's just kind of funny that like, yes, I'm with you. And then later on when they were kind of dealing with uh, the dead mom scenario, it's just like, oh, yeah. They had her in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I guess I'm with you there. I wish there was kind of a bit more of that because yeah. it was just like, um, but it actually illustrates kind of what I, one of the problems I think the movie had was that there were too many characters. Yeah. And there wasn't enough time for more of them to get more screen time. Yeah. To- like, yeah, these, yeah. Like, I, actually, yeah. Like these guys. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, I don't mention, I kind of cut it to your jib there is Tilda Swinton, which I didn't even recognize at first because she looks normal. Yeah. <laughs> she's like Usually some she's weird cartoon. Weird teeth or <laughs> like, crazy oh, wigs. She's just or... like, she looks like a normal lady. Yeah. Yeah. She looked <laughs> like, like Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. That's weird. 
Um, sorry, continue. You were saying stuff. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was pretty much. Uh... Um, <clears throat> and I, I kind of, I was joking about this. I was thinking about this too in my brain. It's like, because like I said at the beginning, it checks, it checks all the boxes for a Wes Anderson movie. So I'm thinking. Maybe AI just wrote it. Like, just, like, just make, like... Because it's, like, all the best of... Like, Wes Anderson stuff with all the best of characters, so they just dumped it into Stop chat... It. Into chatbot or... Stop a, it! <laughs> they're, like... Stop Make it. a Wes Anderson movie. And this is the movie! <laughs> Tell me it's... Prove to me it's not. Hey, I... We're sure not... I'm sure we're not far off from that, but... Oh, no. We have watched movies written by AI. Oh, I'm sure we have, yeah. Like, some of those... Some of those uh, Bruce Willis, oh yeah, like those, the low budget ones that yeah. he's been making to uh, kind of. It's not just him, but yeah, the whole geezer pleaser, uh, yeah. the cheapo, yeah, yeah, those ones yeah. definitely written by AI. Yeah, totally. I would imagine most of the fucking Fast and Furious franchise is written by AI. And uh, quirky, it was quirky, just yes. Like oh all no, Wes that's Anderson exactly movies. That's exactly are, what helps. That's the only thing that helped moving it was just like the sheer quirkiness of these characters is what drives some of it. I like that it was kind of like. He had some sci-fi stuff in there. He's never yeah. done sci-fi shit. The alien, Jeff Goldblum is the I alien. have to talk about that scene because that is one of my favorite scenes through the whole movie. Well, the, the, which one? Which Where one? the alien comes down oh, yeah. he just into like, the asteroid. Yeah, yeah. Or into the crater, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah into the crater from yeah, the asteroid. From the yeah. asteroid, yeah. 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 He comes down and like... He, he's, <laughs> he was so... He was so cute and weird and, <laughs> and spooky. and Yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah. It was like... Oh yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, I, I, I give him credit for that. I like I like that they did some of that. You know, you got your fifties, you got your little, little alien ships, and yeah. your countdowns and stuff. So no, I there's there's lots to like about this, and I maybe because we're just so spoiled and we've seen so many Wes Anderson movies that like it's like yeah okay you know rubber stamp this is it this is a Wes yeah. Anderson movie we get it we like it but uh, I'm just gonna say that if you're gonna jump in for some reason if you're not familiar with these movies. I wouldn't suggest this is your entry point to his movies. No. I would suggest... Go watch some other stuff first. Isle of Dogs, Grand Budapest, uh, even, even Life Aquatic, because that, that one could really be divisive, like I said before. Or fucking Royal Tenenbaums, or Moonrise Kingdom's amazing, or really, like, almost, almost any movie other than this. I think Moonrise <laughs> Kingdom is where I kind of hopped on his bandwagon. Um, I, that movie, to me, was just... Yeah, once again, mind blowing. Once again, with the theater, I remember that because we went to the theater. It was mostly empty, except I feel like a handful of older people. Older people. Yeah, <laughs> and then we've like, I mean, I may have seen Steve Zizou before that. Oh yeah, we had we had seen Steve. We had watched Steve Zizou like a lot before yeah. that because it was it was to the point we were almost doing like our big Lebowski um, dress up a thon. So it almost got to that point with Steve Zizou. So yeah. Oh yeah, because we went to you went to Steve Zizou once. Oh. Somebody did to one of our dress-up thingies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that Moonrise Kingdom really sealed the deal for me with him. Yeah. yeah and uh, I was a fan from other movies, but, yeah. But that was, watch... for, for there, from that was like you were in from there on. Yeah, yeah. start start uh, back at the beginning of his his uh, body of work and kind of work your way up from there. Actually, there's he, one. He, not everybody likes him. No, 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 for sure, because it's a very an acquired taste. I think very specific kind of quirkiness to it, and uh, actually, yeah, it's one one that I don't recall. I mean, I'm sure we've seen it a bunch of times. We might have fell asleep. The only one I actually don't recall seeing is the Fantastic Mr. Fox with George Clooney. We have seen it, and it's I enjoyable. Remember, I don't remember anything about it. It's enjoyable. So yeah, so it's the, an animated. Yeah, just like Isle yeah. of Dogs, stop just motion. Like Isle of Dogs, yeah. yeah. 
So do we give any other go? That's that's what we think of Asteroid City. Check it out. It's new. It's fresh. Yeah. And then uh, go back and watch some more other Wes Anderson stuff. Um, I've just got two little pieces of oh, trivia. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, one was Bill Murray was originally cast in Steve Carell's role, but Murray got sick with COVID shortly before filming, mm -hmm. so he had to withdraw. And this is the first film not to feature Bill Murray since Bottle Rocket. I was going to say since Bottle Rocket because he's yeah. in every other one. Yeah. yeah, been in every other one. So yeah, yeah well, that's he's it Steve Zissou. Yeah. He is Steve Zissou. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> All right. God, so much all about that movie. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Done. On to okay. the next. Up next is Trip. Heavy Trip. All right. And I have to mention right now off the top, it was originally called Impaled Rectum. Oh, yes. It was actually, there's two alternate titles. And then titles. it was called, yes, a, so a it was band a, called Impaired Rectum. Yeah, <laughs> Impaled, Impaled Rectum. Just, I love that. I'm glad they changed it. And it just, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Impaled Rectum is a great band name, but as yeah. a movie name, it's like, meh. Who wants to watch that? And it ended up being Heavy Trip. Heavy Trip, which makes sense, yeah. So we're not going to play the trailer. Yeah, we won't do the trailer because... This movie is is finished. It's in Finnish, and there's almost no English in it. So, uh, I want you to watch this. It's subtitled only. It's worth it. Get over reading subtitles. Yeah. You'll be introduced to a whole fucking world of movies that are amazing. If and you if just... like if you're mildly interested, go watch the trailer. It has subtitles. Yes, uh, yes, that's a good. So you can see get the gist of the movie. That's a, that's a good point. Yes, go watch the trailer because the trailer actually recommend. It's actually a really good trailer. It gets a the energy and the fun of the movie across, and it doesn't spoil anything. No, no. And we'll try to avoid spoilers here because I think there there could have easily have spoiled that that movie easily in the trailer. Yes, for sure, as they do in lots of others. Yes. Oh my or god. Mostly. Mostly. I'll <laughs> say mostly. Yeah. Nowadays it's bullshit. So this movie's from 2018. Playtime is one hour 32 minutes. It's classified as a comedy music. Yeah, it's, it's music music musical comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Spinal Tap or It's not a musical. Uh, no, it's not a musical. But it's about yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So, after years of playing songs by other artists, the opportunity of a concert in Norway encourages a metal band to compose their own material, but not before overcoming some unexpected difficulties. Another way to put that too, and actually uh, another write-up was that these guys, they're high school buddies, they're not in high school anymore. They're they're young adults. You know, yeah. still trying to make it as band members. They've been in this band together for 12 years, have never played a gig. Yeah. Never played a gig. And that's just like they, they, at the same time, they want to become the biggest band, finished metal band ever. Yeah. So, that's yeah. That's their dream. That's their dream, yeah. And um, one of the things that I wrote down was another kind of review for it. Mm. A funny and extremely clever satire mm -hmm. of the Finnish and Norwegian death metal scene. And you don't have to know anything about metal to enjoy it. Yes, exactly. I was going to write down, a, uh, not that one, but a similar one saying that although this music is about death and black, it's like death and black, it's not, you don't need to know anything about it. It's, it's yeah, it, it works with it perfectly. It doesn't, it's fantastic. It's not just like just listening to a solid metal soundtrack the whole time. It's No, yeah, it's, no, there's all kinds of other hijinks going on. It's like School of Rock or whatever. Like it's that kind of, like music is incorporated, but it's not. She's not screaming cookie monster at you. So it's starring um, a cool. bunch, like a bunch of Finnish actors. Yeah, that we have no. I was gonna say this is a huge problem for this movie, is because even for like the music and the cinematography, it's like you're not gonna know any of these. Get the fuck out of here. No. So I didn't go into any Good. detail about what movies they've been in because yeah, a lot of them haven't been in anything since. 
a couple of yeah, a couple of them, a couple of them, a ton of stuff, and a bunch of a couple of them, not almost like nothing. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Johannes. Yeah. Good luck. Holopainen as Turo, Samueli Jaskio as Lotvinen, Anti Thomas Heikinen as Jinky, uh, Ville Tihonen as Juni Tuka, and Minka Kustonen as Mia. <laughs> also, Rune Tempe, or Rune Tempe. Yeah, we're on, I'm sure. Tempte, yeah, yeah. Tempte, Tempte? Tempte? As Frank Tempte? Massengrave. Massengrave. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking, if you guys are looking at these credits, a lot of A's, a lot of U's. Yeah, double A's, double U's, yeah, double, double <laughs> I's. <M's. laughs> double N's. Sorry, sorry not to make fun of you. We, we love you. Uh, we love all the Finnish people and Norwegian people, but a lot, a lot of vowels. Yeah. Um, director is Yuso Ladio. Yeah. Uh, one directed credit to his name, and it's this movie. He's done other stuff. Um, yeah, I think there was a. I think there was a bit of a co-directing thing going on. He's worked in a lot. On. Yeah, co-directing. Yeah. And he's been in a lot. He, been in the music, movie industry. Yes. And, and participated in, in a lot of aspects of the movie. Industry. Just like production stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the co-director was Yuka Vidgren. Six directing credits. Uh, this movie and a couple of. Music videos and some episodes of a mini series called Tough Love. Okay. Writers to writing credits uh, was Yuso Ladio, Heavy Trip, and a short called Doctor Professor's Thesis of Evil. Uh, Aleski Purinen, sixteen writing credits, Heavy Trip, and a movie called Wheels of Freedom, and several shorts. Yeri Olavi Rantala, sixteen writing credits, Heavy Trip, some episodic TV. And miniseries. Uh, filming locations, Norway. Yeah, Norway. Even though it's a finished Finish movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this is, this is one of those ones. This is definitely a, what I call an instant, it's a cult classic. Like every. And I want to say, too, uh, if you want to mention it off the top, they are talking about doing a sequel to this movie yeah. right away off. I'll just say it right off the top. There yeah, they have might a, be a heavy apparently have a script. A script. A good script. So we'll see. It took them six years to get this one made, so oh, hopefully not as long I as... I hope they get everybody back. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so you, you're done for your part for now? Yeah. yeah heavy trip. Uh, like you said, it's Finnish. Streaming, we watched it on Tubi. Uh, Canada, Tubi Canada. It's often on Prime, and it's often on Netflix. It's one of those ones that kind of jumps around. You just, It's been on and off Prime like four times in the last couple of years. Like, Just keep an eye out for it. Uh, as for Blu-ray copy, I didn't see on any on Amazon Prime just the DVD copy. I know there's a Blu-ray copy out there somewhere, but it might not be in print anymore. So that's one that Which I would... Which is a shame, because yes. this is one I would love to have physical media Absolutely. Of. I would love to buy this one physical copy of, but I wish it was a 4K. This is the kind of movie... I would all... even buy the DVD just to have it. Yeah, and it's funny, because this is one of those movies, you'll never see some big 4K box set release, but I definitely would like to see something like that. It's just such a small movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good luck with that. Good luck finding it. Tubi Canada right now. I don't know in the U.S. Uh, ratings. Internet Movie Database gets a 7. Rotten Tomatoes a 94. So it's rated fresh. Recommended. It gets an 84% user score. Goddamn right. This movie deserves all the love. Yeah, it does. It Metacritic totally does. gets a 72. And the user score is a 5.6. And I told those people out there, I gave it a 5.6. Fuck you. Fuck you in your mouth. Fucking assholes. Sorry, those people suck. This movie needs all the love. We need movies like this to be made. I totally agree. Fuck those people. Yeah. Five point six. 
Nope. Uh, 94% Rotten Tomato and an 84 user score. That's what you need to focus on. Yeah, Rotten Tomato has it down, yeah. The people, yeah. The people who vote there. Exactly. They know it's what. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah uh, music by, oh my god, his name is Laurie. I'm sure I'm saying these names wrong. Laurie Pora? The Finnish composer and actor with 22 credits. Uh, I did write down some movies, uh, 2012, Rat King, and mostly just ones that were in English because it was all like A's and U's and M. So it was just like, I'm not going to pronounce that. Uh, 2015's Off Key and one from 2020 called The Forest Cartel Case, which is actually interesting because I do know about this one um, in Nor I think it's in Norway. I know this movie is Finnish, but in Norway, I believe it was... They managed, they really tight at managing their forests, uh, forest industry, but there was recently, uh, 2019, 2020, huge amount of corruption. They were just letting uh, companies take whatever the fuck they wanted out of the forest. They weren't collecting any of the um, royalties and nothing like that. So there's just been a huge case, court cases going on, charges and all that. So it's funny, he actually did that. It's fine, I know about that too, because it's like, because we live in a place with lots of forests and they're also being cut down. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. So cinematography, Harry Ratte. I just look like Ratty, but it's not doesn't it's not sound it doesn't pronounce that way. He's a Finnish DP with 65 credits. Uh, 2012's almost 18. 2015's Absolution. Once again, outside of that, it, there's, there's nothing. That there's nothing at all. Nothing even in English. Like, so I go through and take a look, and nothing seems familiar. It's weird though. A lot of these actors that we see, because we watch a lot of. Scandinavian TV or movies, streaming, whatever. So, so don't want to. I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, but a lot of them look the same. So it's kind of like, oh, hey, it's that guy. And then I'll go look up. It's like, no, it's not that guy. <laughs> oh, it's that person. No, no, it's not them. They just look the same. Uh, because I, there's they a all one... have blonde hair. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they have long, long straight hair. Uh, there was one of the guys in here too. The the other singer who was trying to hit on the the one. Uh, I thought he was in a bunch of other stuff as well. True. Turo, uh, not Turo, no. The guy who does the cheesy lounge act shit. That's oh. always kind of like the one. Yeah, that's, his name is. Uh... I wouldn't, anyways. Frank. Frank Mousegrave? Wow, really? Anyways, uh, he looks. Oh, no, Juni Tulka. That guy, yes. Yeah. So I went and looked and he, I didn't recognize any of this stuff, but he looks so familiar. Frank Mousegrave is the guy who is promoting the. Festival. The festival, yes. The death yeah. metal festival. Yeah. Okay, so uh, done uh, that. Okay, I was just into like the shit. Uh, so for people to get, to get an idea, I mentioned Spinal Tap or uh, Detroit Rock City is actually pretty close. This is a better movie than than, than that for sure. But Detroit Rock City and um, oh, okay, so actually I got a bunch of stuff. So Detroit Rock City, Netflix. Uh, we watch a show. Remember on Netflix called Metal Lords? The kids in high yes. school are trying to yep. Yeah. I'll recommend that because that's kind of similar. Um, School of Rock, Airheads from 1994, and one that's actually really good uh, that you enjoyed, uh, Sing Street. Yes, I did enjoy that. That was a good movie. Yeah, that's British, right? British. Yeah. Uh, British or Irish, but regardless, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of those two. So, um, one of the things I like about this movie that makes it a classic is like, they're, they're, these, these guys are just like, they're relatable because, you know, we had a lot of musician friends. So growing up around musician friends, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. Yeah. They're nerds, man. They're yeah. fucking metal nerds. And I love it so much. So it's like the movie is funny. It's, it's touching in places, but it's also like a satire. Like it's some of it's really silly. Totally. 
but there's a couple of like really touching moments in there. And the characters are all very likable. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good guys. Yeah, they're nerds. Yeah. yeah, they're just like fucking. If they were filmed in like in North America, they'd all be wearing like Rush T-shirts and, and playing Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're you want to see them succeed. You want to see them see. Yeah. yeah, you want good things to happen for them. So yeah. that that helps because lots of times in movies like this, yeah, some of them could be pricks or whatever. <laughs> they that, have no redeeming characters. Yeah, exactly. And this one characteristics. And you're like, you can't, we want these guys to win. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that makes it, uh, I fucking, the, the music. It's it's black slash death metal. Yeah, both of us are fans of that genre of music. So for us, it's... Like, get your cookie monster out. But <laughs> don't, don't let that stop you from watching it. No, because it doesn't take over the whole thing. And the stuff that they play in there is, is really fucking, is really good. But yeah, don't let you stop it because the way it's not done in any sort of, like, macho toxic way it's all very done in very like you know like these metal metal guys have to fight against like there's there's like some homo they're not like or anything but like the the guys are, the, are always trying to they're like homophobes or or they're always ragging yeah, on them about because they have long hair, hair yeah. or they're like you know the guys are are decent looking dudes they're not wearing makeup or anything but they're just yeah. like good looking dudes and yeah. so they take a bunch of shit from that so like I said, it's it doesn't it's not overwhelming like metal like. It's, well, and, and one of the dads in the community doesn't want one of the heavy metal guys to hook up. Yeah, with the his daughter, daughter because yeah, he's always threatening him, and <laughs> you know, so it's like a lot of stereotypes like that where they have a a bad reputation and they're really good guys. The good guys, yeah, just because they are just metalheads. So yeah. like uh, I've definitely been in that scenario where you just you get pigeonholed because yeah. you're. You, Got long hair, or I don't have long hair now, but long hair, or you're wearing metal shirts, you're all black, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah, I love the, that kind of underdog movie because that's what this is. Yeah, and, it very much is. So, yeah. And we, we have both written it down, and one of the band members, or the way they describe their music, is symphonic, post apocalyptic, reindeer grinding, Christ abusing, extreme, war pagan, Fenno Scandin metal. Yeah, metal music. Yeah. Scandian, yeah, yeah Scandian metal music, yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> that, that summarizes it right there. Uh, I guess I'll say the soundtrack is on Spotify. It's got a couple of good songs in there. Uh, it has some clips from the movie, but of course they're in Finnish, so, right. so you don't <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, well, I actually wrote that that you don't need to know black. You don't need to know black metal or death metal or scando metal, but if you do, there's lots of like little extra jokes in there. And I think as long as you know metal in general, that you probably get most of those jokes. Yeah, because there's there's one part where they're trying to come up with some of their own music. Mm -hmm. and oh my god, yes, I fucking love it. It's early on. Yeah, yeah, and so the guitar player. Yeah, he's starts, like, okay. He starts trying to get a riff together. <laughs> Play. How about this? We'll start by playing a riff, okay? Like you said, he plays a riff, and then. Then the other character's like, oh, that band, that's from so-and-so, such-and-such. Well, that's Pantera's song from, that was, it was like Pantera's Walk from 1992. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, so he starts playing it again. Oh, no, that's so-and-so from, from like, so he just gets mad and leaves because he keeps playing and trying, but it's all songs that have already been created. Yeah, so. and it's just, it's really cool the way this guy has this photographic memory of, of metal and he can yeah he he's just knows best. so much about it in fact i think he works in a record store too doesn't he yes because uh, yeah it's kind of the humor that i was talking about it's like he's got the right he's at the, at the record store and he's selling and the, like the mom comes in with the kid and she's like oh i want justin bieber so whatever Twice. so he's like goes two matches of justin bieber in this <laughs> <Yeah>. episode <laughs> so he goes in he's like no he's like goes up to the shelf he goes like no try this so he, t he gives it to the, the the cd to them and they go away and then later on they come back and she's like 
oh, I was in here before, and you gave the CD to my daughter, and it sounds terrible. It sounds like they're killing a cow. And he like he looks at it, and he looks confused. He's like, no, they were killing a goat. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's just shit. That's that's funny to me. Because <laughs> yeah. at one point they talked about like. Uh, one of the bands had recorded their, they were listening to the, uh, one of the tapes and it's like, the band recorded it inside the carcass of a dead reindeer or something like that. It's like, uh, so metal. Yep, totally. <laughs> but it's like, like I said, they're nerds. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I enjoy it a lot. I, every time we see it, I like it more. Yeah, and it's one of those ones, like you said, we, it's, it, it, not that it's on high rotation, but those times when you just, wow, just want something to throw on, it's fun. Yeah. And, and just like light and have a good time. This is one of those ones. It's like hot tub time machine or something like that, where it's just put it on and have a good time. Oh, we got buzzing and beeping. Yes. I'm gonna just take a look here and see what else. And that's that's it for me. Like I don't. We haven't talked too much in depth about uh, the movie because we don't want to give any anything away because there are some pretty hilarious happenstances that kind of go along and. Um, yeah, I just, there's lots of good stuff. And I will say that, <laughs> and they do a good job because I don't know if you anybody knows of black or death metal, especially from Scandinavia. There's a lot of, there could be a lot of other things tied to it. Uh, go, go do your research. There's a couple of really good documentaries on it. And they do a really good job of avoiding this because like for me in my time in the, in the like metal genre and concerts and shit like that, metal people by far the friendliest motherfuckers on the planet. Friendliest people to be around and it's funny because they always get like i said pigeonholed metal people get pigeonholed so you go to a venue and they'll have extra security metal heads are here and metal heads are all like please and thank you and having yeah. a good time everybody's just every safe it's good yeah and then you have a concert for justin bieber the next night and they will fucking destroy the place on you <laughs> they are insane so it's just it's just kind of funny that it's just like <laughs> i love metalheads so much um but yes, I, I, I highly recommend this movie. It's one of those those great ones. Uh, yeah, and I do too. Good, yeah. It's, Coming uh, from an older chick, yeah, that's yeah. a nice endorsement. An, old, an older chick that's sort of more of a recent metalhead. And it makes me want to go to some of those. I mean, we, we wouldn't do it necessarily now because of the things going on. But I would, yeah, we talked about going to one of those metal shows, so festivals yeah. in the north. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> So yeah, so yes, please check this out and uh, have a, have a good summer while you can. Yeah. If you're if your forests aren't on fire and you can breathe the air, go have a good one. Um, yeah. we've, we've been lucky so far. So yeah, I imagine that we um, will be back mid to late August. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not get pretty hard dates on that because we'll get bored eventually. Just be like, oh, we got to do this episode. And then yeah, we'll so we might just throw one offs out there every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, one offs. Yeah. Not. Monday or yeah, just whenever we get around to yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, have a good one. Anything you'd like to add, Vic? Uh, no, just thanks for all your support and yeah, thanks for thanks listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in a few weeks. See you in a few. Be safe. <laughs>